Hello there. Welcome along to the podcast, Sport and Life. How are you? Hazy sunshine out my window. Not bad day in Cheltenham in the west of England, heading into Sky News today to do a, a shift updating the sport international football week. Uh, thank you for hitting on the button. Thank you to the sponsors, as ever, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serena V, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. Real cool local business to me, franchise, classy but small store in the courtyard in Montpellier. I guess they're doing most of the stuff remotely at the moment. That shop closed down, but I know Jason Briggs available and his team through social media, Bangalore and Cheltenham on Twitter and Instagram, but through the website as well. And through that kind of sister company, Serena V can certainly stock you out with, kit you out with any equipment you're looking for for Christmas. It's not just Bang & Olufsen, but they can source the best bespoke equipment for you or home entertainment system, whatever you are looking for. Get in touch with Jason and his team. Uh, thank you to Cytoplan as well for their continued association with the podcast. Took my Immune Complete 2 this morning with pretty much everything in it from all the vitamins, B12, vitamin D3, crucially, as the sun does appear occasionally during the winter in the UK, but it's certainly not as strong as the summer and doesn't pack much of a punch in terms of that D3 that we need for our, for a lot of stuff, including our immunity, which I know is on our mind at the moment with COVID-19 and, and everything else, the winter coughs and colds that assail us usually in this part of the world at this time of year and uh, selenium and zinc, the trace elements that my father, Dr. Mark Draper, nutritionist and general practitioner, doctor, formerly an anaesthetist as well in hospitals. He's very much, uh, I guess, focused on that as an area of health improvement, health maintenance being the trace elements as our caloric intake goes down and the soil becomes less replete with selenium and zinc because of industrial farming methods not being allowed to uh, lay fallow the soil, the field. So that's his hypothesis, and we'll get him on again to talk about that. But found the immune complete from Cytoplan. Good, but they do a range of everything else, omega fish oils, whatever it might be that you're you're looking for for you and your children. There's a kid's Immunovite range as well that my daughter takes and an omega supplement. Uh, she's six years old to just kind of optimize her because she's kind of more under the cosh than we are with school still going on and the coughs and colds flying around there. Uh, so that's cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. My discount code is DRAPER10R, DRAPER, all capital letters, D-R-A-P-E-R, numbers one zero, and then the capital letter R, and you get 10% off. Right, to so the podcast, this is a fascinating one. Lawrence Okoli, I was an Olympian within four years of boxing. He's now become a cruiserweight European champion after ruling domestically at British and Commonwealth level. He is uh, now targeting after a month out of the ring since winning, uh, sorry, a month, <laughs> over a year out of the ring since winning the European title against Ivan Garber at Wembley, a fight that I was at on the undercards of uh, Josh Taylor uh, against Regis Progre at the O2 Arena in London. He is now preparing to go back to the O2 for a world title challenge against Christoph Blavatsky, former world champion. Blavatsky looking to win this belt in some shape or form for the third time. Won the WBA belt, was dethroned by Alexander Usyk, was then uh, beaten by Maris Bredis when he held an interim version of it. But he's a high-level operator, a big challenge for Lawrence O'Coley. and really fascinating to get this insight into him as he was driving to sparring uh, ahead of preparing for this match very kind of visceral real insight and the audio quality may not be perfect because he's on the phone and driving through london i presume but it's uh, good to get get his take and this insight and the window into this type which is a really attritional time as he prepares for this huge challenge for him eight years after he started boxing inspired by anthony joshua and he's working in mcdonald's when joshua won the london 2012 olympics joshua now manages him and he's looking to follow 
in his manager's footsteps by becoming a world champion. Also talk about his plans potentially to move up to heavyweight because he is a big boy, six feet, five inches tall, 82 and a half inch reach, has the capacity one day to move up from that 14 stone four division. But he's right there now looking to win a cruiserweight world title December the 12th. Hope you enjoy this. Lawrence Okoli. Lawrence Okoli, uh, great to speak to you. How are you, mate? I, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. You're on your you're on your way to sparring. You've got a tough session today, plan? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a it's a tough week ahead. Obviously, now we're getting into the nitty gritty part of sparring. So you know, lots of rounds, lots of different guys coming in and out of the ring. So um, it's just gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, what's your approach to sparring? Because I know there's different views, isn't there? Some people like the gym wars, and then there's Tundi Ajayi's kind of um, philosophy. With, with boxers like Anthony Yard, that he prefers light sparring, if any. How's your approach to it? Uh, somewhere kind of in the middle. I enjoy um, <clears throat> maybe mixing it up during the week. So, like, some really hard 12 rounds where guys are not doing more than two, maximum three rounds at a time, come yeah. and giving me their all. So, I get used to the physical part of boxing, you know, the, you know when I'm tired, you know, keeping my composure. Um, but then also you need the other days... <clears throat> where, you know, you bring it down a notch, you tell everyone, you know, we're going to work on this today. So it's going to be maybe, you know, technical sparring where it's jab versus jab yeah. or left hand only or right hand or, you know, or, or I'm boxing the southpaw. So, you know, maybe I throw only the jab, they throw whatever, but I have to look out for certain shots, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. when you, yeah. um, I don't know how deep you want to get, but, you know, when it's everyday war, everyday war, you, you, you find yourself... You know, not learning. It's more so. Can I land the hard shots as opposed to yeah, yeah, this way? Or so I like. I like mixing it up. But I feel like I do enjoy getting good guys in to, to push me because you know, otherwise you get uh, too comfortable. And then when it comes to the fight time, yeah, you're not, you're, you don't remember what it's like to be in a hard, hard situation. So I like. I like mixing it up. Yeah, you need that gut check moment, do you, in training, I suppose, to prepare for a fight of this magnitude. Yeah, and it's not even just about guts as well, because I feel like every boxer's got some form of guts. I think it's about actual physical. So it's like, you know, in training for other sports, you might not go 100%. I don't, I don't think most people do, you know. Mm. Um, sprinters definitely don't run 100%. And, you know, um, footballers don't play 90-minute matches every time. No. But but then but you would have the intense sessions, the... the, the, the 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 um the I can't remember, I don't know what you call them but you know the practice matches as well so yeah. you just mix it up I feel like um you do need that not so a gut check but you need a physical check you know to know that yeah. you can do rounds um that's good yeah do you think the CV fitness isn't really something you can replicate unless you spar with an intensity because you can't necessarily do that with like you say sprints or or circuits or anything like that. Um, yeah, I agree. I feel like, you know, uh, I, I found out early on in camp, you know, <laughs> you know, we can all keep ourselves in some sort of shape during lockdown. You know, oh, I've been jogging and yeah. I've been doing my circuits and yeah, I've been hitting the bags. Then when it's time to hit pads and, 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 uh, and spar, you remember, oh yeah, so boxing's not easy. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of way it is. Sparring is a, is a whole other thing and fighting's a whole other thing past sparring. So, yeah, the, the, the mix is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, because I've, I've never boxed, but I've started doing it, and it's, a, it's probably really wimpy for what you'd be aware of. But Johnny Nelson and Spencer Oliver have got this online package where you do kind of rounds with them shadow boxing and just throwing punches oh, is exo 
exhausting in itself, isn't it? Once you, if you haven't done that for a while, it's, yeah, um, yeah, it's a different, different level of CV fitness. But what, so with your sparring partners, are they as close as you can get to the style of Christoph Blavatsky? Yeah. So, you know, it's a difficult one and not difficult. So, you know, Blavatsky is a, you know, world champion and obviously someone at a very high level. So, it's very yeah. difficult to get many guys who are going to be able to do exactly what he does because he's so good. But, mm. you know, I get different guys with different looks. So I get, you know, heavyweights who can, you know, <clears throat> you know, try and push me back or come mm. aggressive, you know. Because yeah. um, there is going to be points in the fight where I feel like Christoph is going to have to be aggressive, you know, to yeah. try to close down the range and work away and, you know, Maybe try and make, maybe he, he might believe this is my first world title fight that somehow the occasion will get to me. So he's mm. gonna um, try to put it on me. So I've got guys who are, who are trying that. Then I've got you know the the counter punches. I feel you know I've got some guys who you know are taller and mm. bigger than him. So that um, I, I've got a guy who's obviously same height but a lot bigger. So yeah. I think, so I, I feel like he's you know presence and power. You know, I, I, I've worked on that side. You know, I've got guys who are tall counter punchers in case he decides to go on the back foot. Mm. Um, you know, I've got other I've got really light guys, not really light. I've got light heavyweights in as well <laughs> to work on the speed as well. You know, so I've just what I've done instead of trying to get guys to copy him, I've just got guys to be the best at what they do. Yeah. And hopefully, if I can overcome their little their things for three intense rounds at a time, then another challenge for three rounds and another challenge and another challenge. Then by the time it comes to the fight, whatever gets thrown at me, you know, I'm, I'm prepared for. Do you feel that cruiserweight, 14 stone, four, 200 pounds, is that more difficult one to find sparring partners? As you say, do you look outside the division quite a lot for a, a balance? Yeah, especially because he's a southpaw, you know. Mm. Uh, I feel like, and also in this country, cruiserweights are very um, wary of sparring each other. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have someone like Chris Billum Smith in yeah. camp with me because, you know, I get in-house sparring with him. You know, I help him along. He helps me along. But then outside of that, most of the cruiserweights, you know, see each other as competition and believe that one day they're destined to fight me and whatever mm. else. So it kind of clouds their judgment into getting in the best sparring they can get, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is difficult in how in country or within Britain, you know, in the house to get um, sparring. So, you know, you do have to sometimes go up and down the weights. Uh, I, I tend to go up because I feel like, you know, mm. um, because of my, you know, size, strength and power and yeah. stuff that and reach. I feel like, you know, a lot of times light heavyweights, uh, you know, are, or, or, or even cruiserweights mm. struggle. So heavyweights are the ones who've got the, you know, um, physical presence to kind of, to, to, to not only, um, stay in the ring but be competitive as well do you know what I mean so mm. I think it's good but then you have to mix in the other weights because you don't want to get too used to slow punches you, you want to work on the speed as well so it's, yeah. a, um, it's a balance it's a balance it's a difficult one but you know we find it yeah no it sounds like a real like puzzle that you're putting together there which is which is fascinating for us and I suppose for you as well you mentioned your size six feet five inches tall you've got the incredible long range I think it's even longer than Anthony Joshua's isn't it you got 82 and a half inch reach or something like that do you do you feel that what you're working on now as you evolve at cruiserweight is it the infighting that you're looking to perfect when guys try and slip inside your jab and, and get up close yeah definitely I feel like for, and also 
maintaining a distance. You know, my I've been given um, uh, certain attributes: size, strength, reach, um, natural athleticism, and I, I'm, I believe I'm quite smart. You know, um, but the reality is, I need to be able to apply those things with more concentration for a longer period. So keeping it at distance is a skill, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, someone slips my jab, I should be stepping back or stepping around or, you know, yeah. you know, fainting and stuff. So it's working on different stuff to keep the range. And then outside of that, there are good fighters out there. Christoph Glowacki is a world, uh, has been a world champion and mm-hmm. is a world-level fighter. So I can't always expect to just be able to just, you know, keep it long. So when we go on the inside, what do we do in there, you know? I could do the usual, you know, uh, nullify, a uh, hold and whatever else. But, you know, we've been working a lot more on just grafting on the inside, you know, so yeah. that nowhere is nice for my opponents, you know, inspiring when they get inside. You know what? Keep, it's, 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 it's harder for me, but it's much mm. harder for my opponents if I just keep on, keep on punching, keep on digging away, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, those are the kind of things I've been working on. Um, yeah. I do... Um, Obviously, it's a big fight to be, you know, trying all the running. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm 27, going to be 28. So I'm maturing as a person. So it's time to, you know, really start pushing to get to that level um, where I can beat world-class fighters the way that I can beat, you know, domestic fighters. So I'm hoping, mm. you know, to prove not only to the world, but to myself on, on, on the stage where it matters that, you know, I am a world-class fighter and, you know, I'm not just able to compete with world champions in sparring, I'm able to become one myself. Yeah, how much pressure do you feel to impress stylistically? Because I was at Wembley for the Joshua Povetkin fight, uh, working for Matchroom, and on the undercard, yeah. you, you fought Matty Askin. You got a lot of flack despite clearly winning that fight and, and, and ruling Britain. And it's funny, isn't it, perception? Because someone like Bernard Hopkins was revered for his sort of caginess and, and how he won fights deep into his, his 40s and 50s. But did you feel that was unfair criticism? Do you feel a pressure to to impress aesthetically? Um, yes, yes and no. I mean, I feel the pressure to win because ultimately if I went out and tried to do other stuff and lost these fights, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in today. Mm. Um, however, there's positions that I want to get to. So I know that stylistically there are stuff I need to work on because I enjoy boxing myself, you know, and I think it's a, it's, it's a level of skill to be a little bit more stylistically um, not to get me wrong, last year, you know, since that Matty Askin fight, I've stopped all my opponents that I've boxed, you know. Yeah. So I, I do get KOs, you know, um, and it depends on what you like. But I feel like sometimes it's a mixture of people need to be educated on the other side of boxing, you know. So in America and other countries, I feel like they're a lot more like um, boxing literate. So they'll mm. understand, OK, cool, he's done, he's done this to set this up and whatever else, where... Um, sometimes, you know, the commentary and stuff like that doesn't really reflect what's going on in the ring. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I do enjoy, you know, watching someone dominate, you know, viciously. So I feel like that's something I, I, I'm working on. Um, yeah. Because I'm able to do it, you know, uh, let's say in the gym or doing certain styles. Um, but, you know, it's just something I'm working on. And I'm, it's, it's quite simply, when I box people, my power and stuff like that does change people's game plans, you know. Yeah. You watch other people box. You watch the guy unbox and box other people and they're there having tear-ups and whatever else. <laughs> you know, with my, you know, range and power, I feel like a lot of people
you know what, I'm going to sell out here. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to his chest and I'm just going to maul and just make it mm. ugly. And it's up to me now to obviously realise that that's a generic game plan that most people are going to come with. What do I do in that situation? So, yeah. Um, you that's, know, a, that's, it, it, that's a cruiser, isn't it? And I wonder, like, because obviously you may have long ambitions to, to go up in weight. What did you make of Alexander Usyk's heavyweight debut? Because unlike you, perhaps he doesn't possess that kind of power to repel a big heavyweight. Yeah, I thought. I think that obviously that's that's where it is. Um, I feel like he could probably punch harder, but his his main his main thing is boxing and moving. You know, so I don't think he's he likes to sit there on the punches and risk 50-50 punch-ups. So, you know, I feel like that makes him a difficult proposition in itself. I, do, I don't think he, he hits hard enough, really, um, to, you know, stop or, like, deter, you know, mm. the big, big heavyweights from coming forward. Um, but then again, it's not all about coming forward. It's about can you get the angle off and stuff. So I think, you know, he did well. Um, Chisora, obviously, is a... Um, good level heavyweight and mm. you know he, he, he did win the fight in my opinion but Chisora gave him a lot of a lot of work and a lot of questions were asked and I don't know if they were 100% answered I feel like you know before the fight a lot of people thought you know what <laughs> or it, might, or it might just be one to look out for you know after yeah. the fight there's, there's more questions asked than there were answered but ultimately that could be someone's undoing thinking you know what I'm going to go in and do this and then He's learned from that. Um, Alexander's learned from that fight and comes back better for this one. Yeah. Do you feel? Do you feel Anthony Joshua, your manager, would he feel pretty confident? Do you think? I know he was ringside for the fight. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I believe so. I mean, you know, um, Chisora really got hold of him. You know, mm. except for you know maybe tiring out and stuff like that. But then Chisora is thirty-six years old. Been you know ha, ha, had a lot of fights and stuff. Mm. Someone that I massively respect, but. Still, you know, a young, fresh heavyweight just putting it all on the line, I think will give um, uh, Uzzik a, a hard night's work because ultimately, you know, it's all good. Like, even myself, you can hang in there with a, with a heavyweight for five, six, seven, eight rounds. Mm. But if they're determined and, you know, they're tough, they're going to to keep working, you know, from eight to 12. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't, it looks like a tough guy, but I, I think AJ would just be a bit too much for him, too too much physically. Also, enough boxing ability. Yeah. To not let him just dart around, you know, close off mm. the ring, and yeah, it'll be, it'll be, I think uh, it'll be it'll be an AJ night. How, how do you assess your long term plans then? Because you've got this, this this big frame that would naturally, I think, fit into heavyweight as you as you thicken up, and presumably you can put on weight even when you need to. How do you how do you see it? Because you, you there's a potential, I suppose, to do what. Usyk did and try and unify if you beat Glavatsky the, the cruiserweight uh, division to become undisputed champion is that is that an ambition or would you look to move swiftly because you're going straight from a European title fight to a world title fight aren't you albeit in the strangest of years where you've had to sit, yeah. on, uh, sit on your thumbs a little bit yeah well for me I'm all about you know the next thing the next thing so for me you know I'm looking to win this fight and then go straight into like a um, into like a unification mm. if not unification just looking for what's next you know um, You'd be yeah, happy to move up, would you? Because you, you know, as you get oh, yeah, to 28, 29, yeah. Of course, you know. Obviously, I'm getting to that age, and um, you know, obviously, this, this, this um, camp, I thought would be a lot harder to make weight. You know, we've had the lockdown, extra pounds piled on and stuff. But you know, mm. um, once I start training, the weight does come off. Um, however, I would like to um, 
you know, test myself, you know, at heavyweight because I'm in there, I've sparred, you know, all of the top heavyweights outside of Wilder, you know, mm. um, the Joe Joyce's, the Dan Dubois, the Anthony Joshua's, the Tyson Fury's, Dylan White's, etc. And, you know, I'm sure... <laughs> who's, 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 the be- who's the best? <laughs> um, AJ. <laughs> AJ, yeah. Yeah? yeah? So, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah no, actually. But um, outside of that, I, I say to myself, I say to myself, you know what, none of them... I think if you ask any of them, they'll all say, you know what, Lawrence is uh, a, a solid operator. And, you know, you got someone like Tyson Fury, you know, and now sparring him, I'm a British champion. And yeah. him and his team are adamant that I've become a world champion. And, you know, uh, I'm a few weeks away from proving them right. Um, so it's like I've been able to, in sparring anyway, um, you know, do my thing with, with you know, heavyweight. So mm. it's... Can I do it when 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 when, when it's ten ounce gloves and, and and game time? Of course, you know uh, I'm I'm blessed that I punch hard as well, so I don't think any of them will be able to come in with disrespect or, or they'll all respect my power. Mm. But you know, it's the other stuff. It's the weight. It's how do you, how do I take their power in ten ounce gloves? You know, it's it's mm. it's um it's something that really excites me, and I think it will it will actually help my boxing ability mm-hmm. um, being in there with bigger guys because you know as, as a cruiserweight um, you have to respect certain guys punching power but ultimately you know the physicality you know yeah. I, 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 still, I still yet to find a cruiserweight that can push me back or make me feel mm-hmm. uh, intimidated out, out of strength yeah pardon intimidated yeah, yeah. intimidated or whatever do you know what I mean yeah um, so it'll be interesting um, to see what it's like when I, I no longer have the size advantage or the strength advantage is now I have to rely on movement or mm. you know punch picking and stuff like that and uh, it'll be good to show that side of my game you know I, obviously I've become an Olympian and a British mm. Commonwealth European champion and soon world champion uh, for a reason but it'll be, it'll be, good, to, it'll be good to show it. Could, could be simpler and, clear, and cleaner for you could it a heavyweight in the sense that they'll probably be I, I, similar I lengths so. to you? I think so and also people will be a lot more able to back themselves they'll believe you know what I felt bigger punches than this or whatever and mm. not not try to maul it'll be more so that I'm going to stand there and have a 50-50 punch up um, yeah similar height to you similar range most of the big guys aren't they yeah, yeah similar height similar range uh, I won't have an, I won't have as much success um, tiring them out on the inside so I would be less willing to get on the inside so it'll mm. be more about my legs um, I'm excited anyway just to see that how good I really am over the next few years. Yeah. Well, we are, we're watching. You've only been boxing eight years, haven't you, Lawrence? How amazing is that? You yeah. must, there must be uh, any other sport in the world. There must be a natural sort of instinct to fighting, isn't there? I think that, that must come through because that's such a short space of time to get to the elite. Yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, naturally certain people are going to, uh, I feel like boxing and, and, you know, just martial arts are some of the purest um, sports because, you know, you do it on a, uh, just as people obviously it's illegal and whatever but you know in school and stuff you know having playground fights and yeah, mm. road rage and you know stuff like that it's just a natural kind of thing to you know what sometimes want to settle disputes physically do you know what I mean mm. yeah. so um, although you know they put rules on it and everything like that it's one of the purest things it's like that you know um, dancing is probably another one do you know what I mean it's natural yeah um, yeah but certain, certain stuff is just natural. Do, do, you, da- do you dance to help your boxing? Because I know Lomachenko and Usyk do, don't no, they? No, I'm, I'm not a good dancer. 
Southside. That's <laughs> James DeGale went to ballet school, didn't he, as well? I remember it's one of the stories. Yeah, yeah. And that's why his ballets were so good. Mine, mine is not, not good. I'm no. No, I can't, I can't dance. Well, being synchronised for, for boxing is, is impressive enough on, on your part. Um, what, what, just a quick thought on that, because obviously there's a, a lot of health scare on at the moment with the pandemic. How important has boxing been to turning your health around? Because you were you're quite an overweight young lad, weren't you, when you first when you saw Anthony Joshua go to stardom in, in 2012? Yeah, no, I was. Um, and and it's, been, it's been vital, you know. I feel like I tried a lot of sports because I was quite big, you know. I tried the basketball, I tried, yeah. you know, rugby and all this other stuff. But you know what? I felt like a lot of these sports are team sports and there was there was less accountability on my part. But with boxing, it's you and you alone mm. taking those punches and giving those punches. So yeah. when when you're asked to do push-ups, you know <laughs> you've got to do them push-ups and them runs because if you don't, in the ring, someone's going to expose you. Yeah. Say, you haven't been running. You haven't been doing your push-ups. <laughs> oh, so, so it's Everyone. more of a motive. It's like a primal motivation rather than a coach yes, just getting you to do 100%. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's but it. But did you sort of just take it up as a recreation? Then it sort of spiraled from there because you're within your Olympic Games within what four years? Yeah, but I think it was more so, um, you know, um, the weight loss and obviously having little, um, you know, fights in school with bullying and stuff like that. Um, and then a boxer, um, actually, he was um, a, a classmate of mine. Said, you know what? I've seen you have too many fights um, in school now. I need you to come down to the gym uh, and, and just give it a go. See how see how it is. And um, the gym wasn't too far from my house, so I just went down there one time. And from the first day I went in there, you know, the coach was like, "Nope, you're sparring." <laughs> and um, yeah, literally from the first day, this is how you throw a jab, this is how you throw a right hand, get in there. And um, I got in there, and you know. The, the coach was shocked. He's like, from the first time you threw a jab, or like, if, if it even was a jab, I don't know what kind of punch it would have been. But mm. um, he's like, I could tell something was serious in there. Like, I had power and just natural, mm. like, um, attitude. Yeah. 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 And like, I wasn't afraid of like taking punches, giving punches, you know. Um, and that was me super heavy. Uh, and then we just grafted, lost the weight, and then, um, you know, never looked back since. No, you haven't. It's, it's, a fa- it's an amazing story. Won all the titles up now to European and, and challenging for the heavyweight title. Do you, how important do you stay relaxed at this fight? Because you've been out of the ring for, for 12 months and it's going to be quite surreal, isn't it, the O2, with, without fans there, we think. Uh, do you feel that... Because Glavatsky's obviously, as you, as you mentioned, he's got a bit of a romantic love story with the WBO belt. He won it once, had an interim title as well. He, I guess he'll be relatively yeah. calm in that situation. Is that, is that emotional state going to be important for you on the night? Say that again. I was just saying with Glavatsky, he's had this relationship. I yeah, I just wondered if it, how important your emotional state will be on the night, just to stay calm against a guy who's been experienced in that arena at that level. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Um, I, I don't really have problems with nerves. Um, I feel like every fight that I've had has felt like a world title fight. So this one here, but you know, I boxed. I had an ultimate a few times. I had a grudge match with um, a guy from South London. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, with him. Uh, I've also, you know, had, you know, fights for the Commonwealth title against undefeated fighters and box champions um, at, at whatever level it is, you know, and at the time, it's, it's a world title fight. Do you know what I mean? It's the mm. most important fight of my life. So here we are again. If anything, you know, 
the, the year of you know what we've gone through as a as a, as a as a world the pandemic has almost helped me come to terms with the fact I'm boxing for a world title. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then strip that away and then just look at it, you know what? I'm no no distractions. Wacky. And then strip that away, I'm boxing a star for. Pardon? I said no distractions this year in a sense, is there? That's the thing for all of us. You just you crack on with work. Yeah, no distractions and just and just no distractions and just like for example, it's not like, okay mate, we're gonna throw you in, you're, you're in it. It's like no <laughs> you've had time to kind of Yeah. You know what? This is what's happening. You know, this is your next fight. This is how it's going. Right? So for me, it's just you know what? Do what. I'm... Yeah, Lawrence. I think we're just losing you there, mate, on the reception. Um, but I appreciate your time, and we'll speak. We'll speak soon. Okay, Lawrence Coley. He's gone there, but fantastic to catch up with him. World cruiserweight uh, contender, t- challenger against uh, Glavatsky for the vacant belt. Good stuff. Really enjoyed that uh, sense of, of him going on his way to sparring Lawrence Okoli. Sorry that it dropped out there a little bit towards the end. He did try and get back on. I said not to worry because he's got bigger fish to fry with sparring ahead. As he said, the grueling point of the week. Interesting, he said that kind of medium point looks to hit between the gym wars that some people uh, kind of create legends around, but also there's people who prefer like Tundi Ajayi, the, the famous London-based trainer that... Uh, kind of touch and feel effect to any sparring because they don't want to leave it all in the sparring gym. They want to put it in the gym on the night and the fight. But he's saying there that he needs to be tested at some physiological level to get that energy, to get the cardiovascular system really tested and the way you only can prepare for for a boxing match is in sparring and and getting that intensity, not necessarily sort of shipping huge shots and trading as as much as maybe some people have have lived off and dined out on and certainly there's not necessarily a longevity to that but Lawrence O'Coley fascinating to get his insight what a story it is as well not many sports in the world if any I think you can take up eight years ago at what 1920 and then become a world a world champion uh potentially world champion on December the 12th already a European champion and he's got those natural advantages but he's had some criticism Lawrence around this stylistic aspects but he seems to have uh, just kept positive kept looking towards mastery looking to build develop and i found that a really cool insight i hope you did too let me know if you do if you can write a rate it on itunes i appreciate there was uh, a recent review on itunes as well from a cheltenham town fan i haven't got that to hand but i will um start sharing them i think because uh, it gives people a hopefully a little bit of insight and, and me a little bit of insight it's actually from uh, brilliant insight here it's uh Really enjoy these pods, particularly a Cheltenham Town fan doesn't live locally. Have really enjoyed the insight that comes with having such a wide range of guests with all sorts of links to the club. That's from Jez213. So Jez, thank you for that. Appreciate it. And then Planky79 has a, has a tribute as well, a tribute, has a, a review, which I appreciate as well, Planky, from the 25th of April. So do put them on iTunes or wherever else you rate your podcast. Always appreciated. Thank you. On the note of appreciation to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. And if you're looking to optimize your immunity, go to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. Whether it's COVID concerns or just general health stuff, I think it's better to be well if we can, isn't it, and not, not ship too many coughs and colds and, and have to endure that. For me, logistically, I'm not allowed to go to work if I have that, even if it's not COVID, because of um, just the perception of being on screen. So I think for me, it's trying to stay fit and well for that as well, so I can continue to work. Um, 
So cytoplan.co.uk and the discount code is DRAPER10R. DRAPER, all capital letters, D-R-A-P-E-R, one zero, then the capital letter R. Thank you for listening to the podcast, guys. Let me know how you found it. Ed Draper 81 on Twitter, Ed underscore Draper 81. Get following Lawrence Coley. Get behind the Brit for this uh, big title fight on the undercard of Anthony Joshua against Kubrat Pulev, December the 12th at the O2 in London. Look forward to that night very much. Really appreciate his time. And thank you as well for giving me your time and listening to the podcast. I appreciate it very much. Goodbye for now. Have a great day.